let's get ready to study God's Word. to one and all. Welcome to another episode of Rightly Divide the Word of Truth. This is Andrew S. Baker, and it's time for another devotional study. Please be sure to visit us at biblestudy.asbzone.com, where you can find links to our previous episodes and various Bible study resources. Let's have a word of prayer before we get into our study. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for your mercy to us. We thank you for the privilege of presenting, studying, researching your word. We ask you to give us wisdom and understanding and help that this will be a profitable time for all. In Jesus' name, amen. Today's study is entitled, Parables from All Angles. Parables from All Angles. And our passage is found in Luke chapter 15, verses 1 through 3, in the King James Version. Then drew near unto him all the publicans and sinners for to hear him. And the Pharisees and the scribes murmured, saying, This man receiveth sinners, and eateth with them. And he spake this parable unto them, saying, Yes, the verse ends... (laughs) The verse ends right at that part. Um, It kind of makes sense. He's about to say a parable, not a sentence. Just remember that verses, chapters and verses, were designated by people long after the writing. And they made it easier to search the scriptures, easier to memorize smaller chunks. But they weren't always divided in places we would expect. This part of the Bible, Luke 15, the entire chapter, is a special chapter. It has three parables in it, from beginning to end. It has the parable of the lost sheep. It has the parable of the lost coin. And it has the parable of the prodigal son, or, as some might say, the lost boy. We don't tend to pay attention to Verses 1, 2, and 3, oftentimes we just start at verse 4 where the parable is, and we read through the end. But there is, it is important to start at the start, start at the beginning. Then drew near unto him all the publicans and sinners for to hear him. If we go back to Luke 14, at the end of Luke 14, Jesus is speaking. He talks about discipleship. He talks about the fact that there went great multitudes after him. He started to speak and to explain the worth of the cost of discipleship, the worth of salt, what its value was. He was talking about all these things. And after pointing out that discipleship had a cost, the Bible tells us at the beginning of this chapter 
then drew near unto him all the publicans and sinners for to hear him. Very interesting. It's interesting that the people who were acknowledged by all to have problems saw in Christ someone they needed to get close to in order to be corrected, in order to have their sins forgiven, in order to change their direction. So the publicans and sinners draw near to him. The Pharisees and scribes murmur, so they're nearby too, but apparently they didn't come near to hear him. So they murmur and they say, this man receiveth sinners and eateth with them. And he spake this parable unto them, saying, Now, who's the them that he's speaking the parable to? He has to be speaking it to the last set of people that spoke, which would be the scribes and the Pharisees. The publicans and sinners came near to hear Jesus. And when that happened, the scribes and Pharisees started to murmur. And they said, Ugh, this guy. He receives sinners. He accepts sinners. He lets sinners get close to him and even eats with them. And so Jesus spake a parable to the murmurers. What's interesting about it is Luke records this as he spoke this parable. We usually indicate that it's three parables, but the truth is It's a single parable. He's trying to emphasize a single point. And he's using multiple angles to address this single point. So he starts with, what man of you, speaking to the scribes and Pharisees, having a hundred sheep, if he lose one of them, doth not leave the ninety and nine in the wilderness and go after that which is lost until he find it. And when he hath found it, he layeth it on his shoulders rejoicing. And then he comes home and he gets all of his friends together for more rejoicing. I say unto you that likewise joy shall be in heaven over one sinner that repenteth more than over ninety and nine just persons which need no repentance. Jesus is not saying that the righteous don't elicit joy in heaven. He's saying that one sinner elicits more joy than 99 righteous persons. So here he gives them this parable in order for them to understand this is why I am eating with publicans and sinners. Verse 8, either, still in the same parable, Luke tells us it's a parable. He spoke this parable unto them. He says, okay, which of you having sheep will not go after the one lost? Or what woman having 10 pieces of silver, if she lose one piece, doth not light a candle and sweep the house and seek diligently till she find it. And then we get again rejoicing. When she hath found it, calleth her friends and neighbors together, rejoice with me, for I found the peace which I had lost. Likewise, joy in heaven over one sinner that repenteth. Then verse 11 says, And he said, A certain man had two sons, 
and we enter the parable of the prodigal son. But it is all a singular, interconnected parable. There are some unifying truths, and there are some interesting differences. In terms of unifying truths, it was something that was lost, and it was done in such a way that no matter who listened to it or what context you thought of it, you had a way to understand what was happening. Okay? He's speaking to the scribes and Pharisees, so it's all men. But even those folks had wives and could understand what would happen if their wife lost a piece of silver. Right? Especially because the value of those things was greater than today. That's another consideration. And then finally, he comes to a certain man that had two sons. So first you were hooked in with the parable of the sheep. Then you were hooked in with the parable of the lost coin. And then finally, the lost boy, a.k.a. prodigal son. Those are the similarities. Here are the differences in these phases of the parable or these mini parables. Here's the difference. Here are some differences. The sheep knows that it's lost. It realizes that it's lost. It does not know how to get home. Right? The coin does not know it's lost. And the coin is lost in the house. And the coin is lost to a woman. And I say the coin is lost to a woman not because I'm trying to denigrate women, but because, symbolically, when used figuratively, a woman represents a church. Not saying that it has to represent a church here, but if you think about it, in symbolic language, a woman often represents a church. And if this woman has lost this resource in the house... This woman needs to figure it out, find out about it, find it, and be grateful because the entity that the woman lost can't help her find it. Right? The sheep knows it's lost. It waits for the master. The master often has to, to disable it so that it won't go running off again right away. Then he takes it home. The lost boy, the lost boy, the prodigal son, knew that he was lost. He realized eventually, I should say. He realized eventually that he was lost. And he knew his way back. He knew his way back. The shepherd went out to find the lost sheep. The woman looked for the lost coin. But the father in the parable of the prodigal son he waits and seeks for his wayward son to return home to him. Doesn't go out and pull him back. He waits on him, but he's ready to receive him. Each of those parables has a slightly different implication. Jesus rescued us as a man 
from the curse of sin. That's what Jesus has done. Jesus has rescued us from the curse of sin. When people have been baptized and are mature or should be mature in their Christian experience, then it's easy for things to catch them off guard. It's easy for people around them to not pay attention to them. It's easy for things to fall through the cracks. And therefore, it's easy to get lost in the house. Church didn't even know that it was lost. And then finally, the prodigal son knows he's lost, eventually finds out, figures out he's lost, starts to head home. Starts to head home. Is greeted by his father. Gets ready to give his prepared speech. And then we find out that there was more than one person lost in the story. The brothers, the brother wasn't doing so hot. Parables from all angles. The Lord was giving a specific parable to the scribes and Pharisees to help them understand that they were not understanding his mission, Christ's mission. Jesus came to save. Jesus came to rescue. And the people that needed rescuing the most were the people who were obviously wicked. Or maybe I shouldn't say that. The people who ultimately knew they needed to be rescued were the people, for the most part, who were operating in sin and in error. They knew they needed a Savior. They were aware. They came unto him so that he could teach them. But the others, the other people in these parables, the older brother in the parable of the prodigal son, he didn't realize that he had a problem even though he was still in the house near the father. It reminds us that there are more dynamics There are more dynamics in this salvation thing than we often give it credit for. There are many areas where we are uncomfortable. Jesus offered this parable to help the scribes and Pharisees understand what his mission was and why they also needed him. Instead of complaining about the condition of the people who were coming to Jesus, they should also have been coming to Jesus and not just getting near enough to him to complain about what he was doing or how he was doing it. He gave this specific parable because of their behavior, their their thoughts. May we not be the reason why Christ has to issue a specific parable to us. Our passage, Luke 15, 1 through 3. Then drew near unto him all the publicans and sinners for to hear him. And the Pharisees and scribes murmured, saying, This man receiveth sinners and eateth with them. And he spake this parable unto them, 
saying. Let's close with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your mercy and goodness and love. We thank you for helping us that we are able to understand your various passages. And we pray, Lord, that we will continue to to study together, that we'll continue to move forward with in order to gain a better understanding of your will for each of our lives. Please forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks again for listening to this podcast. You can reach us via email at biblequestions at asbzone.com. We look forward to hearing from you, whether you have questions, comments, suggestions, or concerns. We also recommend that you check out the True Wisdom Podcast, where Robert and I discuss Bible stories and topics together. Both of these podcasts can be found on over a dozen platforms, including Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Amazon Music. Please remember our ministries in your prayers. Until we meet again next time, may God richly bless you as you prayerfully study and share His Holy Word.